I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Before I get into today's episode, I'd like to introduce you to Merida Siget Consulting. Through my Finding Myself journey, I've learned a lot, and I'd like to use what I've learned to help you live the life that you want to live. Change and transformation sometimes can be scary and confusing. I'd like to support you to find the joy in the journey and be the person that you want to be. Increased positivity, mindset shifts, and an action plan can get you on the right path to the life that you have always wanted. Check out my website at www.meredithsiget.com. Let me spell that for you. Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, Siget, S-I-G-E-T. There, you can schedule a free 20-minute discovery call and check out everything that I have to offer. Let me know that you're a listener. I want to show extra special love to all of my listeners out there. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. Tonight, I am so excited to have this conversation, not because we're just having the uh, coronavirus and I need someone to talk to, but these (laughs) ladies are hilarious. I've been talking to them and man... It it is crazy. They are crazy. And I'm so excited to introduce you to them. So tonight I have Colleen and Bridget from Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, the podcast, the website, the blog. Gosh, ladies, you do so much. How are you doing tonight? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. I am so excited. I have been checking you guys out for a bit. And Tonight, I like I am loving being able to watch you. Do you guys do video blogs or do you record your episodes? Well, we're some. Some yeah. we are. So we're we do have a YouTube channel and I think we're going to be putting maybe more of our recorded episodes on. Um we've done just some funny little videos. Right. We yeah. kind of do like a round table with other women of the midlife age range. Mm-hmm. And we've had topics like, you know, empty nesters and we'll have a new empty nester and then a veteran and kind of talk to them or we'll have how, you know, sometimes it's harder to make friends after you turn, after you turn 50. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. you no longer have the mommy and me groups to hang out right. with. So we did a round table on that. So we kind of pick and choose. Right. And we'll do like, um, we might do a few how to, we might do right. uh, some giveaways and talk about what our giveaways are. Um, Bridget's used to being in front of the camera. So no, she's, I mean, she's much more comfortable. I'm always like, I'll, I'll do the stuff. But we would plan on adding some more things to that. Yeah. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm hearing some of what you do, but let's go back to the beginning. Tell me about hot flashes and cool topics. What's it all about? So we have a friend of ours who started a podcast uh, about something completely unrelated. And we were like, we were, you know, chatting one day at lunch with a bunch of women who are all starting a different chapter of their lives after 50. Mm-hmm. We're like, we have, it would be great if we heard some podcasts about that. And we kind of looked it up and there are great podcasts out there, but they're very specific. One would be on menopause and one would be mm-hmm. on empty nesting and one would be on, you know, career changes. And we kind of wanted to be the umbrella podcast that all the topics went under. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we said, you know, we can't find what we're looking for. So we're going to create a dress Right. So we kind of like, like to just do a topic on different things. Sometimes we'll focus for a while on a particular topic. There's so much information. If there's so much information like menopause and perimenopause, there's so much on it. Uh, We've done a few on empty nest. We're probably going to do some stuff on financial, on fashion. Um, on gifts, on siblings, on everything. So we're just annoying things, funny things, serious things. Like we really, our our kind of brand is that we want to change the narrative of midlife and beyond because we do. Mm -hmm. We found that, you know, like this podcast, for example, we had no clue how to start a podcast. Oh, okay? yeah. We had no oh, idea. Yeah. We figured, oh, you press record, it's great, it's done. I've become a microphone queen. Right. And like, I didn't <laughs> even know about editing. You're, you're still able to do whatever you want to do and learn it and do it without uh-huh. the pressure of it being a do or die situation. Right, By right. that I mean, are you 
under this timeline. Are right. You, yeah. Are you meeting the quotas? Are you? It's kind of nice to be able to do something new and and just give mm -hmm. it a shot. And right. It, we were very pleasantly surprised by the response. Yeah, we were. Yeah, because it's like, well, and, that, and that's another gift about being this age. If it it doesn't work out, it wasn't like you were a failure. You just try just something try else. And I'm amazed at how much I've learned. Yeah, it definitely. So it's, it's, there was definitely a need out there for this conversation for women. You know, our demographic is like 45 to 65, sometimes 40, sometimes 70. Mm -hmm. But really, that 50 and older seems to resonate the most. And I guess there's just a need in that need demographic. For that. Yeah. Well, I. I have, um, as I've told you earlier, I've done some research in the menopause area for professional reasons, and I really got the sense that we talk about puberty, but we don't talk about menopause. There seems to be some shame or you know discomfort in talking about that part of life. We want to hide it. Uh -huh. And really, I think we need to be able to talk with each other and you two present like girlfriends. Like I can listen to you talk <laughs> and I'll probably, you know, be sitting in the car feeling like I'm having the conversation with you. Uh, well, yeah. that's such a compliment because that's what we were shooting for. The that goal it is. of the mm -hmm. podcast was for us to feel like we're sitting at your kitchen table, either drinking a glass of wine with you or having a cup of coffee with you and just... Talking. Yeah, talking because I feel like I just find it all therapeutic <laughs> to talk about things. So just getting this all out, find, feeling like you're not crazy because somebody else is going through this right. as well. This isn't something that's like wrong with you and unique to you. Every woman and, somehow yeah. will go through it, yes. whether it's yeah. surgically, yeah, or naturally, or by a side effect of treatment. You will mm -hmm. go through menopause, mm -hmm. right? So I don't know the big taboo. Right. I mean, my uh, mother, I hardly ever, I never really taught, heard her talk about it. And the first time I really felt like I heard somebody talk about it was one of my older sisters. And I was like, hi. And then I thought she was just like trying to get attention and fanning herself everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is wrong with her? She is just trying to get attention. And then I'm finding out, oh, no, she wasn't. So, yeah. yeah. I always joked about menopause because I am consistently cold. I'm that person. And for years I said, I can't wait for menopause. I'll finally be warm. And then... The, the the laughter came because during um, infertility treatment, I was given a medication that brought on hot flashes. Oh. And oh, I oh. experienced the hot flashes for what they were, and it wasn't funny anymore. Not funny no. at all. All the no. sweating and the leaving your clothing cold. And it's then, just an yeah. uncomfortable yeah. experience it's, that... It's awful. You can't describe until you actually experience right. it. You know? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you because it's a different warm then inside out yes yes yeah and is. you you can't explain how it is because we're used to the outside in right and so you mm -hmm. can't explain and you just i always laughed at my mom when she wanted to rip off her clothes and i was like oh gosh why yeah, can't it, i do it, it, warm in here i can remember <laughs> other teachers i taught with i remember we were at a faculty meeting and this other teacher she was maybe 10 years older than me and we're sitting in a faculty meeting and she just gets out her fan from her purse and just puts it right on her face like that little Smart electric woman. fan. And I remember, you know, ah, ha, ha. well, in a few years, I was like, wanting that fan. I was wanting that fan. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing, like in the workplace, that's a thing that needs to be brought to the forefront. And we've talked to a we're lot gonna, of other yeah, people. We're going to be talking about that. Too. And I didn't think about that. And I remember when I was teaching, I was probably in my 30s at the time, and we had a, an assistant, a male assistant, that he had retired and just for something in retirement was an assistant at the school. And he would come in my room because I was in my 30s and my room was warm. And he's like, well, great. Now I get to come here because I was in the deep freeze. And he would <laughs> complain about it because he was in another classroom. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know. And now I'm like, huh. If, if I had a classroom now, right. he would be in the deep freeze. <laughs> right? Yes, he would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, ladies, you did an episode that really resonated with me, and I was hoping that we could talk about it. Mm -hmm. So your episode was The Invisible Woman, mm -hmm. and I thought you had some really interesting research that you did. 
mm -hmm. um, some, some articles that you brought up, and then just this concept of this invisible woman. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of explain that concept? Sure. It seems that as women get older, they feel like they become invisible. By me, and by that I mean that they are not seen or heard like they normally are in when they're in their 30s or even early 40s, I would say. And we found through our research that it's really kind of divided into two pieces because mm -hmm. a lot of women who had a corporate job and were very, you know, kind of aggressive in nature, mm -hmm. they enjoyed being heard. They wanted right. to walk into a room. Yes, they wanted to be seen, but they wanted to be heard. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when you're not in that corporate world, maybe doing something a little different, it was... I walked into a room and someone saw me. Right. You know, you made, they, like they right really when you walked in, turn heads and, and things, and that starts to go away. Right. Yes. And, and it's, so it's, tra yeah. it's traumatic for a lot of women mm -hmm. to feel like I'm no longer seen or heard mm -hmm. and how that affects them in both their personal life and their professional life. And their life. work life, yes. And, and there were other, just some of the findings when I was doing that research, one that was really, you know, just really struck me crazy was some women are so competitive with each other. They felt like there was a finite amount of attention Shit, to be given. Right, right, yeah. And so they would try to like jump out ahead or compete for the, this imaginary finite <laughs> attention. And, right. you know, so that was another thing I, I found. Um, but then we also found some advantages, some advice in right. our research it was really about, as it is with a lot of things in life, it's reframing how you look at it. Mm -hmm. If you look at it as a deficit, if you look at it like I'm no longer the youngest, the this is the, the most attractive, whatever. Instead of like, wow, I can kind of do whatever I want, mm -hmm. and I don't have to worry about anybody really noticing, noticing. if I screw that up. Right. <laughs> Fly under the radar a little right? bit. Like, so there is a gift If you with look that. at it as a, we called it a superpower, but... Mm -hmm. It's not such a terrible thing all the time. Yes, it's frustrating. and But if the people in your life, your family, your husband, your significant other, your children, they see you and they hear you, those are the people that really are the most important. Mm -hmm. So if you get to go somewhere and you're not being paid attention to by the guys at the bar, okay, so what? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like, is it really so terrible? But for a lot of women, that is hard. It it's is. A it's a hard, hard adjustment to, to, to uh yeah, to adjust and then to they have daughters, uh -huh. and a lot of them will try to keep up with that youthful yeah. kind of experience. And it's you know, I have two daughters. You have one daughter. I never, thank goodness, experienced that. I think my kids would have been like, "Mom, get over oh, yourself. Maggie would have let me have it." Yeah. No, there's no way. <laughs> but there are women who can be very self conscious yeah. about that, and yeah. I think just as our children got older, I saw that in other women uh -huh. you know, you'd go to a party and they'd be dressed just like their daughters or their makeup will be done just like, them. and I'm like, yeah. Time to yeah. And it's just about moving on to the next chapter. Right. What's the next thing you want to do? Look forward, not back. It's not about what you no longer, you know, Oh, so you have a couple wrinkles and yeah. you know, Hey, you've the, we call it the midlife middle, but that's what it is. You get <laughs> yeah. the midlife middle. Yeah. yeah. That's, it gives you a little freedom to kind of experiment. And do yeah, it does. And, it does. Yeah. And so those are those are some advantages. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. It was being, interesting but there are there are a lot of frustrations with it as well. Believe you me, <laughs> there are frustrations um, with it. Um, and then there were suggestions know. like try to find groups that are your age range that maybe you'll be more seen or heard or mm -hmm. down to like wearing a bright color when you go out. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to be neon green. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and I do remember during that research, like a one, a woman that wrote one of the articles said she was going to an exercise class and it's like, she was immediately trying to talk to the younger people and then she totally left out. Then one day she was like, what am I doing? And I, just decided, looked over, talked to this woman and just had a great friendship with this woman that she just thought, why didn't I even try to talk to her? What was I trying to do? Not that the younger ones were rude, but probably didn't have as much in common with her. And so kind of getting out yeah. of your own head. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Well, I, I'm an older mom, so mm -hmm. I kind of am in that weird transitional age phase Mm -hmm. And I, when I got pregnant older, I told my husband, I said, we're either going to be that 
those parents that no one pays attention to because we don't look like them, we don't enjoy the same activities, or we're going to be looked at as, I can get something from you because yeah. you're established in, and my husband and I are in both in careers that could help other people. So you're either going to use me or you're going to totally ignore me. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have found, you know, some um, women, you know, some couples, some families that haven't fallen into either of those categories. Mm -hmm. um, but we have experienced the the shunning, like I'm not part of the in-group of mommies. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and when I, like at first I didn't realize it, and then another mommy basically told me I wasn't part of the in-group in, in a helpful way. In a helpful oh. way. Okay, yeah, I was just saying, what is she was it like mean girls? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, in, in help. Not Regina George, yes. Because <laughs> I, I had thought like I was blackballed, uh -huh. And she kind of confirmed it. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I found it hilarious that, you yes. know, it's it, if that's how you want to be, I don't want to be in your group. Wow. But a lot of times those are the moms that as you get older have trouble with the invisible woman syndrome. And they I can see that. Now they're going to fall into, I'm not the clique, I'm not, you know, it's this isn't mm -hmm. high school anymore. And instead of kind of going, how can I use this to my advantage? They're going to fight tooth and nail mm -hmm. to still be seen and heard. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a difference between being seen and heard and being valued. Mm -hmm. You want what you have to say and what you do to be valued. And I think as we get older, we know, learn that lesson. Because mm -hmm. um, if you're just trying to be seen, there's a woman that's going to be behind you, five feet behind you, that's right. going to be seen too. Right. But if you're valued for what you have to say and you're valued for, you know, Your contributions, you, yeah. you know, you want to look good and you want to feel confident and, and beautiful when you walk out. But as you get older, it's, it's that value. It's a backseat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think about like, I, I, I like to exercise. So this is, that's been the hardest part of this yeah, coronavirus thing is not going to my um, exercise classes. Um, but I used to do it for the look, the aesthetics of it. Right, to be a now I size. do it because I feel good. So it's not helping much with the size, but I just feel good. The right. endorphins and everything. And, you know, so that it's yeah. like, it's actually made it better. It's made it it's easier. It. It's yeah. So, so just things like that are just a gift when you get a, um, right. Absolutely. a little older. And I have to say, like, mm -hmm. I was in the corporate world for many years and left voluntarily mm -hmm. because I didn't enjoy it. I did not miss walking into a room and, and immediately someone, you know, having to tell my secretary what to do or having to tell another attorney what to do or so I didn't miss that. So there is, I think, a certain personality trait that maybe some people have mm -hmm. that need to, for them to be, you know, yes, the like most important the, person yeah. in a room. Right. Or, and I don't know. I mean, we found that in the research, but there is a certain stage where it's just time to let that go and no, you just, just feel better yeah. yeah you just feel yeah reframing yeah. it like you said you yeah. still want to walk into a room and be beautiful with the person you're with you still right. want to be complimented mm -hmm. but it's, just, it's, it's not up there it's the, yeah. on the priority list it's, it's gone it's more down. about being valued yeah. yeah before this conversation I did not buy into the benefits of being the invisible woman. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had, you know, thrown out to you in our kind of pre-talk that how can you have it both ways? Because I, I want um, my older self to be seen. Um, I want to be heard. But actually listening to the two of you talk about the benefits, that completely fits into my life transition, mm -hmm. that I am doing things for me. It may be messy. It might be imperfect. I don't care about anyone else's judgment, mm -hmm. which my 25-year-old self would not be doing a podcast. Right, right. I would have been terrified to record my voice for anyone or anything, let alone publish it for people to actually listen to. But I'm at that age where I am adventurous mm -hmm. because of that judgment piece of what you think about me doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. 
And I just am going to be me and I'm going to do me. And if you don't notice it, I don't care. I don't so care. You've already, right. you've already reframed your thought. Yeah. About it. If you don't like my voice, you don't have to listen. Right. Right. I'm not going to make you listen to me. So. And it really is picking and yeah. choosing. Yeah. Because when you when you look at it from the perspective of it being a gift, you know, I we've written blogs about freedom in your fifties. Mm. Because a lot of it is a perspective. It's a gift to have this wisdom mm -hmm. to be valued for what you want to be valued for it's not a bad thing to kind of go under the radar sometimes and it can be quite funny actually if oh, you're yeah. sitting in a room watching women compete for attention mm -hmm. and you just kind of sit there with your wine going this is better than oh, like yeah. binge watching netflix oh, this is I awesome I had the best trip to Las Vegas <laughs> in January, just like being me and, you know, just, I went to a, a, a one of those cheesy oxygen bars. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to see how this stuff really works. Mm -hmm. And you my husband, I, totally I, I know <laughs> my husband, his friend had met us there and I just kind of came like after cause somebody couldn't come. So I went. And um, I was like, you guys go do your thing. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Go whatever. I'm going to just go shopping. Right. You kind and, of enjoy yeah. your company. And I, <laughs> yeah. It was like, I am perfectly fine. And I'm sitting there with my oxygen. <laughs> and um, this no nobody, this, yeah, a group came up. And this guy was just trying to get all this attention from the friends and being loud. And somebody's in like it, like they also would give you like a little shoulder massage. And he's like, Hey, every time somebody got something he did and he had to, Hey, Hey, where's my massage? Where's my massage? And he, like, she came up and I said, well, I was here first and I am 52. And, and, so, and I'm like, and I said, they said something like a calming thing. Like you can have this oil and it's a calming oil. And I said, uh, yeah, this guy needs it. If any Double of us needs him. the calming, and normally I would have never said that. I would have just been like, Hi. but I was like, I don't care. You give don't. Me, yeah, give me my oxygen. You want to enjoy, you want to be yeah. present in the moment and enjoy it. And enjoy it. And I wasn't being mean, but I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. But you kind of, yeah. you've grown into yourself. Yeah. There yes. really is a freedom to that that comes with, you know yourself. You know what you need to be happy in that moment so mm -hmm. get out of my way if you're gonna try to ruin right right <laughs> and anyway like like what you're saying or doing it, it's not gonna bother me like okay right. that's your thought fine take your thought and go ahead and i'm going this way and <laughs> had know? someone told us two years ago you guys are going to do a podcast we would have been like there's not a chance i would have been what is i think i've listened to a podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. we find actually the biggest challenge for us right now is just having 50 year old plus women or even 45, really, find podcasts. Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. intimidated to find them. I'm like, it's a button. Like, we actually did a video on YouTube, how to find a podcast when you're over 50. Because mm -hmm. we're like, it's a purple button on mm -hmm. your phone. Just press it. No one's going to talk to you. But, you know, you, some of those little Are white apps, you're just like, you're just like, uh, what, what, you know, right. and they get overwhelmed. They do. But I'm proud of my mother-in-law because she, she found That's it without nice. any help. 76. She found it without just, any help. We're trying to get yeah. 45 year old women. Uh, well, to help me and my sisters, but not my mother-in-law. She got it. There's, <laughs> there's no shame in my honesty here. So my mom did a review of one of my episodes and only gave me four out of five stars. <laughs> and she made it quite clear in the comment that she was my mom. So oh, I was like, Mom, you realize you only gave me four out of five stars? And she said, I don't know all this technical stuff. I don't know what I was You're doing. Like, she thought it had to be like radio. Oh, that is adorable. perfect. That is yes. Oh, so no. I get it. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. My, my mother wouldn't have known how to do it. We yeah. had a really interesting, we interviewed an author called Ada Calhoun, mm -hmm. who wrote a book called Why We Can't Sleep. Yes. Modern Midlife Crisis, Women's New Modern. Mm -hmm. And it was a really interesting, we're Generation X. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting conversation because she's basically saying the boomers are right now the largest generation. Soon millennials will take over. But we are like this small Jan Brady generation mm -hmm. that we're too small to really, we, we fly under the radar. Mm -hmm. And we were told we can do anything and be anything and have anything by our mothers. But when we got there, we didn't know if we really wanted it. Or and what it was to very hard to navigate. 
right having it all or being able to do everything is extremely hard really it's overwhelming yeah she interviewed like about close to 200 200 women. women yeah and the age ranges of, I would say, 40 to, you know, yeah. 1965, 1980. To 1980. So you're probably Gen X. I'm, I don't yeah. know if you, yeah, you are probably. But you're I was, like I was the, comparing to, yeah, you're, you're on the tail, you're the baby yes. Gen Xer. And, and we're, we're the, the veteran. The granny. <laughs> the granny Xers. Just call it the no. veteran Gen Xers. Yeah. yeah. But it was a really interesting conversation because it is true that we were told from, you know, our, our boomer moms my mother was a bit well <laughs> your mother my mother my was quite a bit older your mama was a bit yeah my yeah mm-hmm. is a boomer um she they worked so hard to get us to that point where we could be anything mm-hmm. but she was saying that so many women get there and like this is all there is like i had this idea that if i became president this and this and this was going to happen and there haven't been women ahead of us that have achieved the same goals in enough frequency mm-hmm. to see that this isn't necessarily what you want. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think that we start off young on a trajectory of like, this is what you need to do. You need to go to college. You're going to get this great job. You're going to meet this great husband. You're going to be in the white picket fence house and you're going to have, you know, 2.4 children mm-hmm. and life's going to be great. And once you get to the, children what do you do next right once you attain all of that how do you maintain all of that and is that really what you want to do at that point right Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a really good question and i think you know one thing that we have discovered from a lot of people that we've interviewed is that you know when you have the kids and you have the job and you're on this kind of treadmill running and running and running you have put a lot of dreams to the back burner that you might have had in your 20s and 30s mm-hmm. and not because you didn't do it willingly you did mm-hmm. but they just went to the back burner and now when your children are leaving for school you have time to sit there and go okay what was it that i wanted to be right back in my and even if you don't want to do that anymore but you want to do something different go for it mm-hmm. like there's nobody holding you back you're usually a little more you know mm-hmm. you're a little calmer you're mm-hmm. a little more focused you get a lot more sleep yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like there's really nothing holding you back. Right. Going back and finding those dreams or those desires or something simple, just taking a class, a class that or, you wanted to take your whole life or and you doing didn't. something you wanted to do. Right. So it's interesting the perspective. It's it's so much about perspective. It is. Are you looking at it as this is a new chapter of my life and I still have a third of or maybe half yeah. of my life still live? Are you looking at, oh, remember when the kids were like, yeah, I mean, you get that. You get you, can, you go that. through. Yeah. yeah. But you don't stay there. Right. Right. Do you want to get stuck in it? Yeah. Or do you want to kind of pass through it and say, right. okay, but my kids are here yeah. and I get to see them. And the, you know, my oldest is engaged. I get to plan a wedding for her and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So there's, there's. Way down the line. Yeah. way. You know? Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's how you look at it. Are you looking mm-hmm. forward or are you looking back? Right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then if you feel invisible and you're looking back, it's a double whammy. It is. Yeah, it is. And But we also talked earlier, too. There are times where, here's Debbie Downer here, um, <laughs> about times when you do feel ignored and how frustrating yes. that is when you feel ignored. And you and I discussed before situations at banks where would this happen to my sister, but it happened to you, um, where they ignored the woman completely. Um, I've been ignored in restaurants. I think I talked about that on our podcast, yes. Invisible Woman. And there have been also times where it, it's such it's such a trivial thing, but I can remember being, um, I went with my husband to a work function thing and we were, it was like a fundraiser and they had trivia in the 1970s. So it was a seventies party and it was a trivia thing. And I knew these answers <laughs> of course and did. they would not <laughs> listen to me. This guy, this alpha male thinking that he knew everything. Oh, I don't think. And even my husband wouldn't back me up. And that really made me upset. Somebody slipped on the couch. Somebody did. And and my my, um, vengeance was when (laughs) the answers popped up and the answers I had said were right. And I remember on the ride home, I was like, you guys would not listen to me. And I was right. And, you know, you just, 
totally ignored me. I don't know why, because I'm some woman, you know, I, oh, I'm just a teacher or I'm just a this. That kind of stuff drives me. But, but I've let it go. Can't you tell? It's <laughs> good. I've let it go. So. It's an interesting thing that you bring that up because had I'm, I have a very different perspective on that. And when I was in my 20s and 30s, if someone were to speak to my husband, as opposed to me, I would literally stop the conversation and say, you can talk to me now, okay? And my husband would be like, oh, here she goes. And, you know, there were times when we would walk in to buy a car. Uh-huh. And they would talk to my husband and be like, no, it's my car. Right. You can talk to me. I would say to my husband, you go outside and wait. And, and he was very he was very good about that because he knew I needed to, I was, you know, negotiating. Uh-huh. I put my attorney hat on, as I like yeah. to say. Yeah. But, you know, that was my 20s and, and 30s where I... I was like, no, you're going to pay attention to me. Now I just laugh. I'm like, dude, you're yeah. going to rely on my husband to give the right order on that? <laughs> oh, I, I, know, I know more about cars than my husband. Like, yeah, like, I just laugh about I it. Do. I'm like, I laugh. We that. got in a, a car once and he said, how's the clutch? And it was an automatic. And I was like, John, it's an automatic. You know, he just, I know, because I had two so, brothers in the cars. I knew more about cars. It's really perspective yeah, it and is. age and and just yeah. what's important it wasn't yeah it was important in 20s in our 20s that you heard what I had to say now yeah. I'm like you're missing really out. <laughs> really because I yeah I know a little bit more about this you know exactly. <laughs> and, and, and one more funny thing it, this is just funny and it doesn't bother me and I find it hilarious but it happens all the time I don't really care for salads <laughs> I don't okay. like lettuce I don't I just don't like the way it tastes where's this going it's going no this is where it's going we'll go to a restaurant my husband will order the salad I'll order a steak or whatever the meat was they will come to the table and, and give you the, the salad. salad all the time yeah off the salad right in front of me and I'm like, nope, it's his. And it's, you know, I, I, yeah. I've heard another woman well, say that. a compliment. They just oh, think I know. so tiny. Oh, right. right. They probably like, you really should be eating the salad. <laughs> See, perspective. Perspective. But <laughs> that happens so That's much. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I it, had an, a kind of an interesting situation about two years ago. We were looking to build a house. And we were going back and forth with um, an agent dealing with the builder. And finally, we said, we're just going to come to the table. We're going to negotiate face-to-face, bring what you want. And my husband's an attorney, so he does this kind of stuff on a regular basis. We had our um, agent there. He does this on a regular basis, the other agents. So I'm like, I'm just going to fade into the background. I'm just going to sit here and you guys do. Because I was feeling like I'm not qualified um, mm-hmm. to jump in. We're like, I don't know, 45 minutes into this negotiation. I really haven't said much except for, you know, the, the laughter here, or, you know, the, you know, the comment, um, we get an opportunity to take a, a break and look at something. I get my husband aside and I said, we've done nothing. No negotiation has happened like we're still at the same spot. What the heck is going on here? He's like, "Well, speak up." I went right down there, and I said, "Okay, this is what's going on. I feel like we've made no progress. I just need to know one thing." And I started pointing out everything that was said in the conversation. This is your answer. This is your answer. What is your answer? Right. And I took everyone by surprise. Yeah. But I'm like, "You guys are all posturing and not getting anything done." I need progress here. I need results. Yeah. Yeah. I'm results driven. Yes. And they were all surprised. And I was like, never again. Mm -mm." Like, I'm not wasting my time because you wasted my time. I had to get a babysitter. I paid for this and we got nowhere. And so I, no, not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I learned my lesson. so I think as you get older, you kind of pick and choose the battles, mm-hmm. like what's really worth it and what's not. And yeah, what's not worth it, you just kind of say, okay, yeah, you just kind of let, let it go. Let it off. Yeah. 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 And then you yell at your husband in the car right home. No, I'm exactly. teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. the stress level, it's just not worth it. No. You know how uh, that is, is a big gift I've gotten since I've gotten older. Is this, is this worth this? No, right. it's not worth this. I'm not going to say this. Or even I'll, I'll start to type a comment like on a Facebook thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Is that worth the whole backlash or whatever that might happen? No. Right. It's not. And that's a, that's been a great a gift. gift. Yeah. Again, it's perspective. 
So on your podcast episode, you talked about the concept of being or looking younger equals being seen, older equals not being seen or heard. And I thought about that concept. I completely agree with it. But the one problem I had is, what does younger mean anymore? I mean, isn't 40s the new 30s and 50s the new 40s? Like, what am, like, what age am I trying to be? Right. The med- there, yeah, the, there isn't yeah. a magical age anymore. Um, I think with reference to the youth being seen, it's for a lot of women who feel the need, do I have enough Botox? Do I have enough Restylane? Do I have enough? Oh my God, there's a wrinkle. Oh my God, there's a wrinkle. Like yeah. that's somehow mm-hmm. going to define who you are and your value in the world. So, and if you ever notice, the more they go on that extreme, and it's not about just having your occasional Botox, Bridget loves her Botox. I do like Botox. And she looks fabulous. <laughs> but if you, it, the worse you look. Like yeah, you end up looking all older the stuff a lot of that, times. Whatever, when you, you go to extremes. Fillers, whatever, if you go to extremes. Right, yeah. anything in extreme is, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's how, are you doing it because you, like Bridget does because it, it feels good to her and she feels confident. And she's happy with it. Mm-hmm. But she's not necessarily doing it so she looks like the 40-year-old down the street, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I don't mean to well, speak no, for you. Well, no, she's... I for you, but it really yeah. is like a lot of... No, it's for like, for my whole life. Like, I had those deep, deep, I furrowed my brow. And I was like, well, I just want to see how this goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm okay with this. I'm okay right. with this here, you know, and... But I think that's what we meant with yes. the articles of looking younger versus looking older. And it's a good question because yeah, we, the one thing you know, we have said, 50 is not the new 40 because I don't want to be 40 again. Right. Like yeah. 50 is the 50. Mm-hmm. And 51 is the 51. And, and it's how you define it. Like 99% of 50-year-olds 50 don't look like J-Lo. And right. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like I, know, I can't so. I could not keep up with her even if I look like her. Not look like J Lo without you know I mean, several wow. people and wow. and she looks great and that's wonderful. Yeah, she's in for great her. shape to do that. But yeah. if you can feel good wherever you're at, whether you're yeah. a size two or size eighteen, yeah. whether you're if you're working out to feel good about yourself yeah. like Bridget does, or you're doing it because you have to. Because mm-hmm. you have to look younger. You have to have those legs that are still in shape, you know. Right. It's really, I guess it's just perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what we meant in the yeah. Yeah. about referencing. So that's. Well, I always say that something's going to be better when you're moving towards something instead of running away from something. Huh? So if you are exercising because you hate how you look and you're really trying to get away from that and you've got that disdain, just that negative feeling about it, it's not gonna work for you. Mm -hmm. But if I'm trying to better myself, put myself in a better position, to be healthy for me, you know, to be confident who I am, then you're going towards positive. And you're really taking that perspective. You know, so if I feel better with myself when I'm doing my yoga, you know, when I have full makeup on, when I have my hair done, you know, if I walk a little taller, then that's great. Instead of feeling like I have to because I I hate my um, discolored face, I hate the lines that I have, or my eyebrows never look right. And that's kind of what we were saying is that are you doing it to be the best you for yourself? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing it to define, I'm still 10 years, I still look 10 right. years younger than I right. do. Like whenever I meet someone and their first words are, oh, I know, no one ever believes I'm this age. I'm yeah, like, I didn't ask you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good for you, but that's usually the woman who actually does uh-huh. look the age. And it's like, you know, hoping if you say it enough, it will happen. <laughs> Just, yeah, you know, I think whatever someone does for their own personal just to make themselves feel is great. Yeah. Do what you want to do, but don't do it for other people. Right. Don't mm-hmm. do it because you're afraid you're not going to be seen when you walk into a room mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, to do it for yourself. So you walk in because if you feel good, people mm-hmm. will take notice mm-hmm. of that. If you walk yeah. into a room and you feel confident, you feel strong and you're happy with yourself, people will see you. It doesn't matter your age. Yeah. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. One of the things I talk about with my podcast is a circle of positivity. And I think it plays into some of the tips that your articles gave of who you're surrounding yourself by. Mm -hmm. If I'm trying to, you know, keep up with a 22-year-old 
that's doing the bar scene, that's doing the cycling, that's doing the colonics. I, I'm not going to be able to keep up and I'm, it's not going to be positive for me. You know, but if I am finding a community of people who, you know, are, I'll say in my time of life, and I'm going to use that as a, um, as a generality, just because it could encompass anyone, uh, we're going to be kind of going through these, these bumps and hills and valleys together and cheering each other on and supporting each other. And to me, that just makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, absolutely. it takes a yeah. lot of pressure off of you. It sure does. It sure does. Yeah. Because then you're just enjoying being present in a moment Mm -hmm. with friends. And like you were saying, you know, I don't think you're an older mom, but I guess generationally. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to to where I am now, you're probably average for our neighborhood. Yeah. But having said that, you are going through similar situations as any mother who might have a six-year-old, almost Mm six-year-old. It's not really about her age. It's about the child's age because that's who's going to be in the class with you. And that's what's going to be at the birthday parties with you. Right. Camps. So it's different at different times of your life, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, but we wouldn't want to sit and listen for hours and hours about, you know, did the six-year-olds do this and do the six-year-olds? Yeah. I mean, we're happy for you that we, yeah. we did it ourselves back in the day. Yeah. But for us, we'd be like, hey, what are you watching on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's really just kind of, yeah. sometimes it's not about an age thing, it's about what stage of life you're in, you're in right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I shared with you ladies that I do have a mommy's group that I participate with. We had our five-year reunion since all of our little ones turned five this year and we met when they were infants and we were sitting and chatting at the table and I just said, hey, so is anyone experiencing like perimenopausal symptoms? <laughs> and the the table went quiet and everyone was just kind of looking at me and I'm looking for a response and there wasn't a response. And I'm like, oh, yes. I forgot. I'm the old lady here. Uh, okay, I'm good. No, we're good. <laughs> then they'll be calling you in about, yeah, in about four, years. four years. They'll be calling you. You're yeah. the expert. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I laughed at it because, you know, I I love even, you know, my, my younger mommy friends. You know, they keep me young. The youngest one in the group actually is probably 10 years or a little bit more younger than me, but she's a big 90s fan. So we really get along. Really got, you've got something there in common. Isn't that funny now to say 90s fan? Like it's I'm like, like, like it's like old, old, old. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I lived in Pennsylvania where you, you know, you live. And I, you know, I think I told you I was on the younger end of the mom thing. And there were women, I was like, I think I was 27 when I had, I was 27 when I had my daughter and I was 31 when we moved and I was on the younger end. So I had women, I think we had like a 45 year old for sure in mm-hmm. the group of moms that I was with. So but yeah. she could relate because she had a child. Your she had age. a daughter. Yeah. Yes. And I can remember going places and meeting her for pizza and whatever. And it, we had children the same age. So I guess what we're went. hoping to have with the conversation with visible women is you're only as, as invisible as you choose to look at being yeah. you know what I mean? like you can be invisible in a room and that could be a gift. You could walk in and be seen by the person you really only care about being seen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it, don't look at it as being taken away from you. Another thing, Oh, I'm getting older and this was taken away from me because it's, it's not really about what was taken away from you. It's a gift of what's the next thing. Yeah. Like, okay, now I don't have to really care about that what's the next chapter there's mm-hmm. always like you said look forward don't look that's back. great i like that i love that whole not running away from something running running to toward it, it. So yeah i really like that because mm-hmm. that's that's what it is really about you know if you get stuck in the the history of oh but remember when this person used to pay attention to me remember when this person mm-hmm. would listen now is a different stage of life. So who's, you know, who's going to listen to you now? Like, who do you want, who's important to you? Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a key is, you know, I don't want the same people to, uh, to see me, to hear me, to want my attention. I really, you know, if I go out to dinner um, or if I'm at an event with my husband, I really want him and maybe some of the couples that we're with or the people that we're with, I'm not looking to be the life of the party Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff right right and I think when women do put it in and men too I don't want to just say women but when they put it to their to feel valued to 
give that power to someone else to externalize yes. it. Mm-hmm. I feel that's so hard, you know, and I just, I mm-hmm. wish that people could feel that value within themselves and not yeah. have to have it from an external source because mm-hmm. that's a real gift. Yeah, it is. It you is. Know, when you, and it's a lot of work to try to get it that. It is. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's, it's work. It's a lot harder to try to want to be that person to get the external um, right. attention. A That's a lot of work, but I feel like it's so much easier to be you and just to be important to who. But I don't you think have. you could tell that to someone. You can't. It's hard. I think it's something it. they're going to have to get, and and some people have it all along. Like some people, I feel like just have always been that way. That's a gift. That is a gift. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you do look back and you say, oh my God, I thought that was important. Like, you know, it's not important at all. Yeah. I I thought that was important or I thought, you know, doing this was important. And you're like, oh my gosh, no. Mm -hmm. But again, it comes with life experience. And again, that's a gift. That's not a negative. Like, I don't say that in a way of, oh, we've got all this life experience. It's not a baggage. It's a gift. It's It's a gift. It's a gift to have been able to have those experiences. Yeah. And to keep. Having more experiences. Yeah, yeah, more experiences. See, and I think that's what makes us interesting. So Mm -hmm. when we enter the room, we are interesting, and it's up to everyone else to figure it out. Exactly. It's not for us to be the billboard, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's it's for them. And then who are you going to share it with? Mm -hmm. You don't have to share it with everyone. You can pick and choose what you want to share. Yes. And it's it's... If they don't hear it, it's really their loss. Yes. What you say has a value to it. Has, And for me, I love watching life through my children's eyes. Oh, yeah. It doesn't change. You know, when they're five and they're having Christmas, my 24-year-old still runs down the stairs at Christmas. I mean, <laughs> she can't get down the stairs fast enough. I love watching them experience young adulthood now. Uh-huh. uh-huh. What a gift to yeah. be here and present and young enough and still having our own chapters in life, but we have our own lives. We're not living through them. Right. But to watch it, to sit back and say, wow, like they're experiencing they're really having some neat stuff. Yeah. Happen. yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. so much fun. You mm-hmm. don't, you never get old. It never gets old watching your children grow up. Mm-mm. It never Mm-mm. does. No. Yeah. So, and then they say you, you know, once you have grandkids, they. Oh yeah, yeah. I, over, I, we step over of us your do. children. Yeah. Your that I have a sister. Well, I have a lot of great nieces and nephews, but my sister that just has one grandchild that's two she's just like oh she lives for that child it's like nope nope okay bye I just want to see the baby yeah your <laughs> kids yeah so it's always there's always something like you said moving towards something looking forward to something it doesn't make you invisible it doesn't make you not heard it just makes you prioritize who do you want to be seen by who do you want to be heard by and who's really important for that to mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. and that's what I I mean at least for me I hope people hear that just take some pressure off yourselves like it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. you know and we've talked about sometimes when you're older and you're single and you're living alone and it's it's isolating it's very isolating so take those small steps there are things now there's so many midlife groups Mm -hmm. that you can kind of go there's a a company called meetup.com website yeah and it's not a dating site. I no. mean, it might be. I don't know. But, but it's, it's not. They have some great meetups. They have, they have great meetups for singles, but they have meetups for all, for, for all for ages. For groups and yes. hiking groups. And so there are people out there that might be closer to your experiences, whatever stage that might be. Mm-hmm. And no. you got to put it out there. Yeah. I, I love the, how social media has helped with connections. Yeah. And connecting on your interests, your you know personal research, um, your life experiences, whatever it may be, and to have those connections that if you're just looking for a friend, right, you know you can connect through whatever that topic is. You know yes. if you're looking for more of a you know face to face, it still can start off in a very comfortable, non-threatening you know cyber world, and then move to going to events together, meeting up at the theater, uh, getting coffee together. Uh, it just kind of opens the world up a little bit more. It does, and it does for and especially for the midlife generation X. We were used to face to face. We were not the first generation of all internet. Right. right. You know, we remember it, going to college without the internet yeah yeah. Um, so we kind of need face-to-face interaction we kind of are used to it and Mm -hmm. 
that helps people too. A lot of people feel like they aren't seen because they're not as, right. as busy on, you know, they're not getting as many responses on their posts or mm-hmm. they're not getting as many likes as someone else. And mm-hmm. that, that's a very scary slope that's, to go yeah, down. Yeah, that's a, that is, yeah. you know, but it's good to get out and be seen and be heard. So in that respect, yeah, it is important, but by the right people. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. The right people. Yeah. yeah. But so they're just the groups, you know, right. the social so media groups. Find a meetup group that's it's great. You could, you could similar talk interest. there, see if you find someone from there and then move from there. But yeah, in a safe setting right, <laughs> for exactly. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. But great. that it's very helpful. Um, uh, when you move to a new, if you move to a new city yeah. and things like that, or if you feel isolated, if you've yeah. gone through a divorce and you know, you don't have the mommy and me friends anymore. And mm-hmm. so you have to get creative. You kind of yeah. have to get out of your comfort zone yeah. a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Well, ladies, it has been great talking with you. I thanks for having us on. Yeah. I kind of feel like I was a fly or a third wheel and I got to watch you two kind of go back and <laughs> forth. Yeah, we just we chat. We just chit chat. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so where can my listeners get more of you? Um, well, our podcast is called Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. We're on any platform, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, ones we've never even heard of. We're on all <laughs> yeah, of we're on those. Yeah. Um, our website is hotflasheskooltopics.com, and we have all of our episodes on there. We also have like a store, and mm-hmm. we have articles about everything Gen X women kind of are interested yes. in. And, and we're, we have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Hot Flashes, Cool Topics. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> or is it Hot Flashes and Cool Topics? Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. And, cool topics. and uh-huh. we have a blog. And I mean, pretty we much. We have Pinterest. Up, yeah. Uh, it's, it's scary how much we've learned. Yeah, I know. I was months. like learning all these things. And we love it when people are interactive with us. So if there is a topic someone wants us to talk about, there is an issue, there's a concern, whatever it might be. Please get in touch with us. We have a, did you say the email? email no, hotflashescooltopics yeah. at gmail.com because we absolutely love to engage. We have a Facebook group which people can join. Um, it's mostly over 40 women. Mm-hmm. And we love just engaging with people about topics and conversations. And we're constantly throwing stuff mm-hmm. out there and see what yeah. people are interested in. Mm-hmm. That sounds neat. I am definitely keeping in touch with you because you're like my girlfriends. You're, you know, my older sisters. You're going to pave the way for me and tell me how it goes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely want to stay in touch. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. Best of luck with everything right now in this crazy time. In our whole lives, home uh, your and kids and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Just stay safe and healthy. Yeah. 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 I wish that of you guys too and all my listeners mm-hmm. out there. It is a crazy time. You know, I thank, I'm thankful for all the support that we have with podcasts. It's yes. great that we can continue doing what we're doing and hopefully entertain and educate and, and make people laugh and smile as they're kind of stuck in their house or, or dealing yeah. with this. Yeah. Absolutely. Give yeah. them a little break from reality. Yes. So everybody, yes. you've got lots of podcasts to listen right. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always yes. have that. All right. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.